0: I sometimes want it to feel more sophisticated and elegant and more representative of where we are today. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner Bobby
1: Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're gonna get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grown ups, if you are like me, you love to read, but if we're being honest, it doesn't happen. The time just flies and the intention does not become reality. So do what I do. Get the intel you want in a way that matches your schedule. I recently started using the Blinkist app, and I love it. It puts the content of books that you want to read into powerful summaries called blinks, usually just a minute at a time. A whole book can be 15 minutes-ish, just like this podcast, right on your favorite device. Text or audio totally fits your lifestyle. I am obsessed. Go to bobbierabelle.com forward slash Blinkist for a free trial and to support the show Adulting isn't just for people. Brands need to grow up and evolve as well. Something Plum Pretty Sugar's Charlotte Hale discovered as her company grew from what she had planned to be a seasonal short-term gift company into business that is now moving into its second decade. Quick welcome to all we keep our episodes relatively short, around 15 minutes, because you're busy. Feel free to stack the episodes together to fit the time you have. Think of it like flex time for podcasts. Please, if you like what you hear, it really makes a difference to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and support the show by leaving a rating and review wherever you are listening. It matters a lot and is truly appreciated. And with that, let's get to Charlotte Hale. We talk so much about adjusting to different financial seasons in our life. And even though we do keep the same name, we aren't always the same person. Well, for Charlotte, her company has totally evolved from the seasonal startup that she named Plum Pretty Sugar, keeping it whimsical and light. So then what was she to do about the name as the company grew up? The money story here is a real treat. Here is Charlotte Hale. Hey, Charlotte Hale, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You are the founder and CEO of Plum Pretty Sugar, which I kept messing this up when we were practicing before we started rolling. But this is a really cool company because you have, first of all, beautiful clothing. You also basically created a category, which is the wedding getting ready category, which you totally innovated. And you do so much more. You do maternity. You do these fantastic, just flowy dresses that make me want to go and like basically moved to California where you're based. Tell us a little more about the company.
0: Yeah, we I started the company back in 2009, so this is our 10-year anniversary and we're really really excited about it. You know, to have been a small business for for 10 years is, you know, I feel like an accomplishment. So we're excited about it. Since we innovated in the wedding space, we've kind of grown into bridesmaid dresses, into apparel, into maternity, like you said, and into just sort of being this wonderful gift for any woman for any time in her life or for any occasion. It's fun and it's pretty and, you know, we love what we do. So let's talk about the name, Plum Pretty Sugar, which is makes you
1: happy just saying it. And I asked you before we started rolling how you came up with it. And that was actually an interesting story because you think things are going to be one way when you start a project and then maybe not so much. And maybe that's okay. Yeah. Tell us your money story.
0: Yeah. So after uh, my initial business, I was looking for what my next business was going to be. I didn't really have all the answers. So I started what I thought would be a temporary business and it was something that kind of sold robes and it was going to be for a season. And by season, I mean a holiday season and just something that I could do easily and quickly and was also fun for me. I thought to myself, okay, well, what am I going to call this business? And I gave it kind of this fun, whimsical, kind of playful name, Plum Pretty Sugar And of course, you know, one thing led to another, and Plum Pretty Sugar is now the business. (laughs) And I still have the name, obviously.
1: Did you think about changing the name? I mean, what were do people approach you about the name? Because I had trouble saying it. At the same time, when I saw it on the screen, it made me happy. There's something very, as you say, very whimsical about it. So, was there a story behind when you thought of the name? Do people talk to you about
0: it and ask you about it now? Does it invite curiosity? It always invites curiosity. And when I when I named the business Plum Pretty Sugar, I wanted to have something that sort of went against the grain of everything you learn in business school, right? Like they tell you, you know, you shouldn't have something that has more than three words, and you shouldn't have alliteration. and You you know, you should create a word that means nothing that could mean everything, i.e. Google, Nike, etc. And I just went against the grain entirely. You know, of course, I do think about it periodically in terms of, oh my gosh, it's so long. But at the same time, it's so long that people almost remember it because it's so long or they change the words kind of like you did. Of course, we own all the URLs and all the you know versions of the order. But because it's so long and people are like, I forget the name, but they know it has Pretty Plum and Plum Prettier and Sugar built in there, it almost becomes memorable in a way. On the flip side, I sometimes want it to feel more sophisticated and elegant and more representative of where we are today. And that's something that's sort of in my heart. And when I say that to other people, they're like, but it is, it represents your brand perfectly. So to the outside, I think it works for me personally, because I know where it started and why I started it. I have sort of this back and forth kind of personal thing with it, but it's fun. I do like it and we love the business.
1: And it's interesting because you look back and it was almost a whimsical decision in and of itself but it really was a pivotal branding decision that when you switched the business from being the seasonal business that you originally conceived of to being the permanent business that's now a decade old I should say mm-hmm. you did make a decision at some point to keep the name
0: I did I did and I I really wrestled with that you know I thought well I have established the success, why am I now going to go and change it? You know, it wasn't something that I could easily kind of make up a story for, you know, or a marketing story for, well, this was great, but now I'm going to change it. I just felt karma was on my side and I was going to go forward. But that said, you know, we have done a couple of different collections that we've called, for instance, PBS Couture and you know, we will reference ourselves sometimes as PPS when we need to, or when we think that, you know, it's just a little bit too long for that given scenario. And it's also... Another lesson is that, you know, it's it's really long to write as a logo. And so we're always like, okay, how are we going to do our logo when we're ready for a logo update, you know, to make all those letters kind of fit within, you know, a certain space or how people want logos to fit.
1: It does sound like what's happening is you are allowing the brand to grow up by having these things like PPS Couture. You're adapting it for how the brand is evolving.
0: Yeah, we really are. And I think also the connotation that I have and the whimsicality that it had for me initially, which kind of felt really sort of, I want to, I don't want to say young, but sort of fun and lively. Now the way we've reiterated the letters a little bit differently and we're we're using the positioning of the logo a little bit differently. And, you know, within the opportunities that we have, we're kind of growing up those words and trying to think of them differently. So sometimes it can be a challenge, but, you know, I I don't think we can ever take away the name. Right. It's it's kind of like adulting for brands. It is. It is.
1: (laughs) So what is the lesson for our listeners from this? Because it's kind of
0: a metaphor for what a lot of people go through. Yeah, I guess, you know, never think that something is temporary. What you think is temporary could be permanent, whether it's, you know, a boyfriend or a husband or a business to a business. You know, what you do in the early days impacts the long term. And there's no doubt about that. And, you know, to always think it through thoroughly and make smart decisions you know, I kind of knew in my gut when I named it, I was doing something that was kind of off the books. And I probably should have listened to that at the time, <laughs> but we're going ahead and the name is staying.
1: Well, I like the name. I think it makes people feel happy. So I think that it's serving you very well. And, and like I said, I think you guys seem to have the way to adapt it in ways that will help the brand grow. Let's talk about your everyday money tip because it has to do, I mean, you're, look, you're in the clothing business, you know, what's up. So So your money tip has to do with being, I guess, the same theme, thinking long-term.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think for us, and we talk about this in the brand too, is just purchasing quality pieces, whether it's clothing or whether it's anything in your life, really, just to kind of purchase quality pieces, think about who made them, where they came from, and to live with them for a long time. And for us, you know, as a brand, that's important. Because you know we we are in clothing, and there is a decent amount of waste, and um, we try not to be wasteful, and we don't want to see whether it's clothing or plastic or whatever it is in landfills. You know, for now, for our children, for our future, and buying quality pieces really, really can impact what we put in the landfill.
1: What are some specific things that our listeners can look for to know that something has been made in a responsible way and that is going to be long-lasting, et cetera?
0: Yeah, shopping smaller, shopping locally, paying attention to the price point when something is, you know, 7.99 or $5 and it's almost like it's too good to be true, then I think you really have to start thinking about who made this and what type of environment um because it it's just too cheap. That doesn't that doesn't happen. You know, there's a cost for yardage. There's a cost for environmentally friendly ink. There's a cost to pay workers what they're supposed to be paid. So when something is really too cheap, just, just think about it a couple of different ways and, and make sure that you really need it and want it.
1: Tell us more about where people can find out more about you and about Plum Pretty Sugar.
0: Sure. We are online at plumprettysugar.com. We're also on Instagram at Plum Sugar. Definitely comment, say hi to us. We're very active over on Instagram. And I have my own Instagram account as well, which is Charlotte Jane Hale.
1: Love it. And Jane is spelled J-A-Y-N-E. So it's
0: you spell it out. So I'm at Charlotte Jane Hale, which is C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E. And then Jane is J-A-Y-N-E. And then my last name, Hale, H-A-L-E. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time.
1: Before we get to my take on the interview, I have some exciting news to share with everyone. I recently became totally obsessed with an app. It is called Blinkist. It summarizes books to just about 15 minutes. Yeah, kind of like this podcast, about 15 minutes. In fact, you can even listen to one minute chunks at a time. They call them blinks. So now I have been cruising through several books a day at a time and loving it so much so that I actually reached out to Blinkist and was able to bring them on board as a partner to the Financial Grownup Podcast because I want you guys to have this too. I know how precious your time is. Please use my link, bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. You'll get a free trial and then report back to me what your favorite Blinks are so I can thank you for supporting the show. Again, the link is bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. Let me know how you like it. Now let's get to my take on Plum Pretty Sugar's Charlotte Hale and her money story. And yes, I had to make sure that brand name came out correctly. I've actually re-recorded this a couple of times just to get it right. Here we go. Financial grown-up tip number one. It goes without saying that you should give a lot of thought to how you name A brand, as much as it is possible, choose something that can evolve and grow with a business. It's also important to look at how others may remember that brand name. And on that note, I want to point out something that Charlotte said sort of in passing. She has the URLs for all the ways people might mess up the name of her company. Grabbing a few extra URLs when you're setting up a business or a side hustle is inexpensive and really easy to do. I own close to 30 URLs tied to my various projects and ideas and side hustles, and you know what? The cost is really minimal. Set them up so that if someone types in something close to your business, they still find you. Make it as easy as possible for potential clients and customers, and of course, also friends and family that you want to be able to find your projects and your businesses. Financial going up tip number two. Don't fight who you become as you grow up and go through the seasons and the milestones of life. Maybe just highlight different parts of who you are at that time. Yes, you will change, but the essence of who you are will not. Just like Plum Pretty Sugar still reflects the same essential vibe as the earlier versions, the earlier iterations of the business. It's just evolving and growing as it expands. This show is free for you, but as I hope you guys can tell, we do put a lot of time, energy, and yes, there is a financial cost into this show. And to keep it free for you, we do need your support. Please make sure you are subscribed and take a moment to do a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media. Tag me so I can thank you and also so I can use it to help spread the word. Reviews in iTunes or anywhere that you listen to the Financial Grownup Podcast are also a great way to support the show. It doesn't just make me feel good, it is essential if we are going to sustain the show as we approach, oh my gosh, episode 200. It's coming. And by the way, for those of you that listened to the April Fool's Day episode, yes, it was April Fool's, my friends. The show isn't going anywhere as long as I can count on your support. The other thing we need, amazing guests, and we keep getting them, and we have an amazing spring lineup, including more incredible inspiring business leaders like plum pretty sugars charlotte hale so big thanks to her for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown ups financial grown up with bobby rebel is edited and produced by steve stewart and is a brk media production